Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Great. I'm so excited about this episode. This is our first guest. Yes, Susie is amazing. Hi, Susie. How are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? What you do for our community and really what Prospera is all about? Absolutely. I am Susie Burgett-White. I am the Director of Business Development at Prospera Business Network. We're a local nonprofit that does four things. We do no-cost business consulting, business trainings, grants, and loans, and it's totally free. It's amazing. So we're kind of like the one-stop shop for businesses. Anybody that wants to start one, grow one, sell one, we're there for you. Like, how are you guys getting your funding? Is it straight fundraising and donations or are you getting government grants? How's that all working? Yeah, absolutely. We do a little bit of everything. Um, We get creative. I do a lot of government grant writing. A lot of foundations. Wait, do you of, do your own grant writing? Yes. Oh, do you I'm like it? Today. <laughs> do you like it? Because that's like a whole skill in its world. I have a friend who does that just for a living. It's, it seems tedious. Yes, it is. And government grant writing is like doing math all day. You wow. know, it's like, it's not really that <laughs> we exciting. We like math. I love math. I love money. Um, but it's just totally different. So you know, I would say what I what I do there is I fundraise, I grant write, I am a business counselor, I run a lot of programs. I, you know, I just kind how of how do you keep it all together? So all, we kind of have a running theme here just about women in business and how we're trying to figure things out. How do you keep it all together? You're everywhere. I see you all the time. Prospera is super known throughout the community and you've done just amazing things. Like how do you handle it? Or oh, how man. do you manage it? You just try to have fun with it, right? I mean, okay. this is our Love life, it. right? And I honestly spend more time with business colleagues than I do my own family, it feels like sometimes. So you just got to have fun every day and just try to make the best of it. And you know what I love about all the women in this community is that they're super Mm -hmm. supportive, right? So if I'm out there doing it, other women are like, great, you're doing great. Keep it up. You know, (laughs) I love it. And I just feel like we've got this really cool vibe going on because we have the Women's Business Center at Prospera, which is a statewide program that helps women start and grow their businesses. So there's kind of this vibe already that's there where people are like lifting you up. So like Colleen, my good friend, over here is on our Montana Women's Business Center advisory board. And she can attest to it that it's just a, a lot of women that are on that board. There's 15 of them. And they are just like your support system. They well, they're are like, the most incredible women. I mean, just to be on that board is is like running with the most amazing business women out there. I mean, we're I just so chills. blessed. What type of businesses do they run? All different kinds. And oh. they are just so brilliant and innovative and supportive. And every time there's a win, there's very much a congratulatory. And then we've, you know, had a lot of babies come through there and talk a lot about that and support each other. I just love the meetings. And uh, now we get to do them in person again. That's so exciting. Um, Susie, like me and Alicia, Alicia and I, such bad grammar, (laughs) such a bad grammar girl. Um, We have such a heart for female entrepreneurs. And I know that you do too. And, you know, they're just our favorites because, you know, we're females too. But what's the greatest struggle that female entrepreneurs have that you end up coaching? 100% financing. 
Really? Um, women tend to get less financing when you go to a bank. They typically get less investors, less capital when they make their ask. And so my goal really is when I'm working with a female Sorry, business I just owner, got really pissed off. Yeah, keep no. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally not okay. I'm just the messenger. Yeah. Um, you know, what I love about it is that I get to coach and I want a woman to be able to walk in those doors at a bank, like feel confident about her numbers, feel confident about her ask Hell yeah. and, and be able to be like, no, I'm going to rock this business and I'm yeah. going to take it to the next level. And it's going to be nothing that you've seen before. And so when women come to us and they're, you know, saying, Hey, I just got denied funding. And, you know, Ugh. and it's like, no, 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 we're going to figure this out. And we're going to find the right banker for you to make this dream happen. Because a lot of the times people walk in there, they aren't prepared. A lot of people don't know sure. all the things you need to do to get business financing. And so that's our job is to make sure that people are going in there, getting the deal done. It's kind of like grant writing, yeah. getting it all figured out. And it's more of a math equation than it is an application. It's really interesting. Well, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited that there's somebody available, that you guys are available and out there to push that woman back out there and say, no, that's not the proper answer. Go try again. That's definitely our heart in, you know, the no is not an acceptable answer ever. So I love that you're pushing them back out there and saying, have a viable business. Go rock it. Well, it's really interesting. If I look at both of you, you guys are small business owners here. Now big business owners. <laughs> you know, how much money did you have to start your business? Oh, that's crazy. Like zero, really. Like zero. Yeah. yeah. Zero. Well, zero. I mean, I wouldn't say zero, but maybe a few thousand dollars really of extra savings that I could, but right. very little. I love like people who need infrastructure. Like, you know, we work with childcare facilities. They need money, mm -hmm. you know, to start off and not all of them have it. And so we want to try to help them achieve that goal to be able to get the things that they need to run their business. So how did you get started with Prosper? What, what was the catalyst for you to really jump in and start dominating? Wow. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, so for me, I have been a professional fundraiser my whole life and that is what I've done. I've I love asking people for money for things that I care about. You know, yeah, I'm passionate yeah. about the Montana Women's Business Center. So I can easily say, hey, Alicia, would you sponsor this for 500 bucks? Speaking of which, like, yes, yeah. I am. Tournament coming up. I wondered where that was going to go Colleen in. called me yesterday. She's like, Alicia, get your ass on there. I'm like, oh yeah, didn't respond to that email. Got to do that. No I'm in. It's now recorded. It's official. I'm a sponsor. <laughs> anyway, so I love it because if I'm passionate about it, it's easy to ask for money about it, right? Right. Um, but so I've always been a professional fundraiser, but um, I married a guy um, who had a rain gutter business when I met him. And so he had this business in rain gutters that I obviously had no experience in or excitement for. Sure. Um, but anyway, he was doing that. He was running his business with his ex-wife and then they got divorced. Obviously She's we met. Yeah, kidding, I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I got really into small business by helping him and we were in the middle of a hailstorm um, yeah. a couple times. And so I don't know if you guys remember hailstorms. Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. Little in intense. And so I learned a lot about business. And so, um, you know, later on we decided to sell our business. We decided to move back into town, sell our shops things like that. And then I thought, well, I love doing this. And then the opportunity came at Prospera. I knew half the people on the board and they just said, hey, Suze, you'd be a great fit. And so I came in and there were only about three employees at the time. And now we're at just about a dozen. And so wow, we've wow. grown a lot. And, you know, this last year we helped 2,000 businesses. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's You're amazing. actually making the world better. So you're yeah. actually one of those people who's making the world a better place. That's so fantastic. And we have a thriving economy here. So you're a huge part of that. Yeah, but we couldn't do it without supporters. Right. You know, obviously we're a nonprofit. So, so, so how do really people cute. get involved with the Prospera and the WBC? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a ton of business training. So if you want to learn Excel or QuickBooks or anything like that, we've got business trainings, 100 in-person trainings, 800 online classes. We also have a ton of networking opportunities. We've got this hiking series for women called Networking in Nature, where we hike at a different trail every month. And it's just a bunch of women getting together, passing leads, networking, connecting, which I love. And, And then also, you know, people can get involved by joining a board. They can donate. They can volunteer. There's just so many ways to get involved. We love Mm-hmm. connecting people. And we do a lot of matchmaking, you know, to say that's a big part of your job is the connector, right. which is fun. You yeah. say, oh, I know this person and knows this person and make the connection. I was selling a camper van business and you're me like, oh, get on here, get on here, do this, do this, and made some great connections to try to make that happen. Okay. So you run a team of 12 people. That's a lot. What struggles and what triumphs are you finding with being a leader? With 12 people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually not the executive director of our organization. Okay. So I run uh, kind of the development team. So everything outward facing and at Prospera I run. So, or I oversee, so trainings, counseling and mentoring programs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the marketing, the fundraising, the grant writing, all that fun stuff. So the outward facing things, those are the, that's the team that I oversee. And to be honest, I feel so lucky. I mean, we all know it's so hard to hire in this Valley and I have like the dream team right now. Nice. They really- they're smarter than me. They're cooler than me. They're just so awesome. And so I feel really lucky to come to work every day and work with them. They really help make me shine. They make, help make our organization shine. And we couldn't do it without. It, it's a team. It takes a village, right? Right. It definitely does. And, and that takes hiring the right people, which sounds like you really have. You mentioned hiking. And I just have to bring this up because if you didn't know how much of a badass that Susie is. Right? She actually got uh, allowed where she got included. I don't know what the right. She got chosen to do the ridge run over the top oh, of the Bridger Mountain spine. I have applied spine, five times. You're doing she it. she got in. It's hard to get in. And I've so, applied five times. I was going to lie and say I have cancer so they didn't <laughs> give me a sympathy vote in. <laughs> like, how do I get into it? Yeah. But I was ready. I, yeah. She the got in. The Bridger run is amazing. It's a 21 and a half mile run on the top of the Bridgers. It's so much harder than any sort of marathon. People come down bleeding. Most people are crying. Yeah. People have had to be helicoptered off of there. Yeah, right. It is an intense, amazing, amazing run. Oh, I'm so jealous for you. What, what is are you it doing? June? That one's in August. Okay. Oh, and August. then I'm doing the devil's backbone before I love that. that. So I'm really that excited about that. I have not done which, that one. Which one so. are you doing? The, um, like the 10 or there's like a 15 We're doing the full days. marathon. <gasps> so yeah, I'm oh, really excited yeah. about that Get one. Yourself. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about that if you're comfortable. So you just went through a big weight loss journey. Yeah. So tell me a little, I had no idea when I, I saw one of your posts and I was like, oh, that's not the same person. You look fantastic and your skin's glowing. So what? She looks beautiful. Yeah, tell us your story there. You know, I think as moms, we all can relate to this. You have a child, right? And you've gained a few pounds and, <laughs> you know, things start to happen and life just kind of picks up and you don't have time to focus on yourself. The pandemic really gave me a chance to stop, focus, think about what's important. And my health was really important. And so I thought, hey. Let's do this. And so I, I dropped 32 pounds. 32 wow. pounds felt a great. lot of weight. Yeah, it's re- but it's really fun though. I really learned, I think for me, the change was is that I learned to love to cook. Mm. I hated to cook before. I was like, dude, I'll do anything not to cook. And <laughs> for me, it was really about, I learned how to meal prep and I learned how to cook. And now like- that is the key to my success is that I always have to kind of know where my next meal is coming from. As someone who's like meal driven, 
I don't yeah. know if anybody else like loves to eat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, I don't know what I'm going to eat, yeah, if I don't know where that's coming from, I kind of get like anxiety over it. Sure. I guess you could say. And yeah. so it's really nice to know like what I'm having for dinner. I'm having seven burgers with you know black bean corn salsa for dinner. And like Yum. if I know I'm that, over. then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just wink out. You know? <laughs> Did you have a moment that snapped you in, or was it a slow, gradual thing? Did you have this moment like saw a bad picture of yourself or something? You're like, it's time. Hundred percent. It was a photo of my arm, which oh. I know seems really. I mean, right? We all have like, yep, these yep. arms, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, that arm's so big. And then I had just gotten done eating an amazing meal in Livingston at a mm-hmm. local diner there, and like I had like every greasy, delicious thing, and I was like, what am I doing? And then I looked at this picture, and I was like, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And um, you know, it took a long time, and but what's been so cool about it actually is that from that one post on social media, I just did it to kind of remind myself and to be able to look at it and say, sure. these were the 10 things that I learned about myself and about nutrition and about my life. It was a beautiful post. Thank you. And, but I have, it's been really fun getting notes from other people saying, I'm so inspired by you. I'm doing it. And right now I have like four or five friends doing it. And so <sighs> they send me pictures of their meals and I'm like, you're doing great, you know? And, and then yeah. I send them pictures of my meals and um, I just had to change all my habits. I thought I was eating really healthy and it turned out I wasn't. And right. like these small things, like just using oil and every, you know, like olive oil and everything. Well, that adds up really fast. You think it's really healthy, right? Or eating too many avocados. Who knew they had so much fat? Right. Yeah. Um, so you think that you're eating really healthy, but it's really just the quantity. You know, you had said something when you and I sat down for coffee one time that you have developed a love for weightlifting and that you're not exercising nearly as much as you had been. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I learned a lot about, you know, not necessarily, I don't call it weightlifting, but, you know, just like lifting weights that are eight to 15 pounds, you know, um, just hand weights. And I've really enjoyed it. I've Mm -hmm. really enjoyed like being able to get some muscle and really spend time on it. Before I would just run for like a million miles and be like, oh, I'll be fine. And you really aren't building strength that way. And I think as we get older as women, I think it's important to build that muscle mass. Thank you you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. We kind of cover all sort of topics here. So it's fun to hear like just part of your journey. Yeah, that's awesome. I do want to ask you though, you know, something that I feel like is really important is is the marriage between exercising and taking care of yourself and what that looks like for business. Because if we can push ourselves to do hard things physically and get that done first thing in the morning, like it just changes your perspective right right from the get-go when you walk in the door and you've already knocked out your workout or you've already done a little run or something like that. I know that I feel so much better and I'm, I'm a better leader for my team. Do you feel like, is that anything on par with how you feel? A hundred percent. I mean, I just feel like it's important for me to have that quiet time at five in the morning, you know, and unfortunately as moms, I feel like that's the only time we get it as is, moms, yeah. right? I'm like, oh, no one needs me. <laughs> you know, um, don't talk to me. Don't, don't get up. Me. Yeah. And so I really love just kind of waking up in the morning. I There's a posse of us girls that go do a couple laps on the M sometimes in the oh, morning. Nice. Before, before that's one of my favorites starts. too. Just run up the M once or twice, not run, but go hard up the M once or twice. And yeah, yeah. 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 Or lift weights. Yeah, whatever. I'm not a yoga or meditation person. So, yeah. I need to be moving more. So, you know, I do some like jazzercise videos. <laughs> Little Denise Austin. She's oh, still yeah. cool. She's still cool. Oh, I, I saw her on college. I still have them. I love Denise some Austin. She was a little, yeah, a little Tybo. That's right. I love that. Still those. works. That's so funny. Okay. So you're talking about being a mom. You have three kids. Is that right? Yep. Okay. I have, and yep. tell me the range again. Yep. I've got, uh, I have two stepkids. Um, they're 17 and 14. And then 
I have an eight-year-old as well. So my 17-year-old's about to graduate from high school next week, which wow. I cannot believe. Oh my gosh. It was really fun to, you know, we were putting together a book of pictures for her. My mother-in-law really is doing it. She's amazing. <laughs> um, and then I just added in a couple things and, you know, just writing a letter to her. It's like I met her when she was four and just seeing her grow up. I mean, it's like time just flies yeah, as a parent. Does. You just, those moments go by so fast. I know. And I feel like I gave birth like a week ago. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's still okay to have the baby weight, right? Exactly. I feel like it was just yesterday. It. I'm still packing the baby weight 12 years later. So yeah, totally. <laughs> Actually, I recently lost 15 pounds. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. Totally. But it was a picture. That changed me. I yeah. saw a, like an old memory came up from like in the middle of COVID world when we were locked down. And I was like, oh. and it wasn't like, it was just a clear picture. I'm like, that's what I look like. There's no denying that's what I look like. And I'm not that much different than that picture right now. And I'm like, oh, time to change. Time to like get back to the habits I know. Yeah. Well, you're really bringing up an interesting point because it doesn't matter what weight you're at you just are more comfortable with yourself yes. mm -hmm. in different weight categories, right? right? right. You like, just kind of know where you're probably going to be the healthiest. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're thin or bigger. Mm -hmm. You just, it's totally still driven like, to do it. When I was, because uh, I almost 20 pounds bigger, actually, I didn't mind the way I looked naked in the mirror, but, <laughs> but I didn't feel good. Like, so it was easy to justify like, oh, I still got like curves and things happening, but I didn't feel good walking around throughout the day. And you talk about being a leader and crushing yeah. it in a business, mind, body, soul is all connected. It is. And if your body's not feeling good, your mind and soul aren't going to feel good. Right. So it's, anyway, it's great to hear what an inspiration you are. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so what kind of advice would you give ladies that are wanting to start a business? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I think it's important to have like a support system at home. Um, I do see a lot where women come in and they really aren't being supported by starting a business. I think that's so tricky, right? Yeah. I mean, you already have so many things against you because typically we're the caregivers of our kids. Yeah. And if someone isn't supporting you starting a business, it's maybe difficult to have happen, right? So I, I think it's really important to kind of evaluate your support system before you decide to do it. Do you have language that you help women, like if they do have an unsupportive partner that can help them get over it or kind of help support them? Or is it one of those things that if someone just has that mindset of they're not going to support their wife to be dominant business owner, do you, do you see it just not really change or what are you seeing there? You know, I try to encourage couples to come. We have a class that teaches people how to start a business and I try to encourage the couple to mm -hmm. come because even though it might be the, the woman's business, it really is going to take a lot as a family to make sure. sure that business is successful. And so I really encourage the couples to come. And then we work with Dino Drop-In and get like discounts oh, for, the, oh, that's for, the, for the daycare. So if people are struggling mm -hmm. to get there as a couple, we'll do some sort of discount on daycare or I'll give them a scholarship or something like that so that they can come together. Because I know that sometimes an obstacle can be the child care. Thought of everything. You know, well, I think <laughs> of yourself, right? I mean, right. what are we usually doing at night? We're taking care of our kids. Yeah. And so we're making meals. We're doing that. Mm -hmm. And if you do anything outside of what the normal role is for a mom and a wife, like, you know, writing a business plan or taking time to balance your invoices or, or you know, do all the things that are involved in having a business, especially a young business where you kind of got to plug it in and off hours. But if you're doing business things and not doing mom things or asking dad to maybe, you know, do some hot dogs for the kids so you can just tap out for a minute, you feel selfish in asking for that time for yourself. And it's not selfish. It's self-love and, um, and it, it's what is going to take care of your family moving forward. And, and you do have to demand that time for yourself. It's not selfish. Right. We've talked about this a lot as well with we're both so lucky that we have such supportive husbands. Neither of us or probably you as well would be where we are 
if we didn't have that support system where they're like, get it. No, you can do this. You got yeah. this. Don't worry they if are you're holding late. Your hand through. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'll pick up the kids today. I'll right. make the doctor's appointments. Hot dogs are good. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Keep we'll them alive. Good hot We're dogs good. this time. <laughs> With cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the diet program. Well, can you tell me though, before we let you go, like, yeah. what are you doing to train for this crazy race that you're doing that we're all green with envy that you get to do? Ah, you know, I'm honestly lifting weights in the morning. I'm trying to run with friends. You know, for me, I could not do that race without my best friend running with me. Honestly, I would get so bored with myself. Right. I mean, honestly, I just talk and talk. I mean, I can go 20 miles and just talk the yep. whole time. So, wow. you know, I really need someone to listen. So thank God she's there. It's so like therapy running. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so what I think we do here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> just listen to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just think it's all about group runs and, and to be honest, just encouraging your other girlfriends to get out and yeah. because it's funny. It's like, you know, if you reach out to other moms, you're like, Hey, can you go and do this? And they're like, well, I'm going to go catch up with my friend instead of like go out to dinner and right. we're going to do this. It seems like it's a little bit more well-received if they're exercising and not going out to eat or, you know, yep. like, so it's nice to get on each other's calendar to keep each other accountable. I think that's really helpful. I totally agree. I've done two marathons. One I did by myself and it was grueling. I did have a friend that was doing it in Montana when I was in Oregon. And then I did another marathon here with a friend and we actually ran together the whole time for all of our trainings and game changer. You just, you don't feel like you're running or you don't have that like, oh man, I have three more miles or whatever it is. You just right. go for it and yeah, get to have your social time too. And you Absolutely. know, you really have that conversation in the back of your mind. Like, you know, when your body starts to cry out and say, hey, I'm, you know, kind of getting a little bit sore here or kind of getting a little bit tired. And then your mind instantly feeds into that. Like you shouldn't have tried to run this hard. Yeah. You're not a runner. You're clearly not built for this. You know, like the mind fuck that you do in your head oh, is just awful. And, you know, like as women, I think we just continuously do that. So if you can just, like you said, get a yeah. conversation going with someone else, you both showed up, you're both running the miles. And if you could just BS the whole time and right. make your way through it, it's just so much better. I actually have one more question for you too, yeah. kind of random, but we were talking earlier before we started recording that you're off social media for a little bit. How I do you feel? That. Do you feel lighter? Do you feel brighter? I mean, I hop on it once in a while. Like today is my husband's birthday. So we're not oh, having yeah. some props, you know, but to be honest, I kind of had to take a break because I really want to turn off my phone early at night now. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's helping me get better sleep. I've really learned about with sure. weight loss is that it's about your sleep as well. Mm. And so having really great sleep patterns and I want to give those sleep patterns to my kids as well. Like I don't want them up with TV late at night or right. you know, I want them to kind of chill out a little bit and your kids kind of do what you do. Right. I really do. They do. emulate that behavior. And so for me, I've just kind of had to take a little little mental break. And, you know, I see Colleen's posts once in a while. They're so, you know, like get shit done. I love them. <laughs> yeah, me but, too. You know, I just, I really just need to take a break from it. Good you know? for you. And, and now that we're kind of out in public with each other, it's just, thank God. It's nice, right? Yes. I don't need to count on social media to learn about what's happening. I'm here physically with three awesome women right now. Yes. yes. Awesome. You know, and I feel like social media has gotten so negative and is just, there's no curtailing of anybody's thought. Like nobody has any tact. You know, you can't just, or some people, I guess not nobody has any tact, but some people just don't have any tact and, and how quickly you can just be made to feel like garbage on, in a, on a public um, spectrum. You know, we did a, we did a post and, and the person that did the post misspoke um, Bozeman, which was just their completely their out of town error. And, and it was, it was stupid, but was it like, was it horrible? No. no. Was he threatening someone's kid? No. No. <laughs> and you know, so we got berated pretty hard on that. And it's just like, gosh, why do, you know, we stick our necks out here. We 
put, we try to put content, we try to build our business as women, we try to do the best that we can. And is it perfect every single time? No, 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 it's not. But I don't know, I would love to kind of take a little beat from from social and maybe just let somebody else do it. Yeah, because I think we got to be on it. But yeah, you know, maybe not me. That was a really big game changer for me this last year is that I hired a company to do our social media. Yes. And that really changed things for me because I'm like, now I don't feel obligated to be on here all the time and feel like I'm working when I'm, you know, waiting for my kids or something like that. So that was really helpful. That was a big game changer for me. And whatever year that was, 2020 is not hiring someone else to do it. And that was really helpful. And we talk about that too. We talk about what's your highest, highest and best use. Like yep. is social media at seven o'clock at night when you're supposed to be with your kids? Is that your highest and best use? No. Hell no, it's not. No. Yep. You know, I mean, kind of a little secret. I do my social media stuff super early in the morning, you know, when I'm having my coffee and it's, I kind of just wake up with that bright screen, you know, is kind of a good time to bring on that bright screen because it does wake you up a little bit. Have my coffee, do all my little likes and comments to all the things I'm supposed to do. And, you know, then I can read my book without falling asleep, then I can go and work out. It's just kind of a little process for me, but that's when I do it is early in the morning. Yeah, I like that. You got to do it. Well, Susie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are such an inspiration to women everywhere and you're changing Bozeman for the better. And we are so, so grateful for you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. 